Hark the bardic paladin Who sings and plays again He tells the tales of glory And weaves a magic story He'll join you at your table And ask you to share a fable Heroes of humble origin Villains who must be fought again No matter their skill or prowess The people in life are countless so we pray you heed our request. Enjoy this tale of sidekicks and sidequests. Episode 46 Hopple the Shifter Mason. Welcome to Sidekicks and Sidequests, the Dungeons and Dragons podcast. That helps to put humans back into humanity and breathe life into your campaign NPCs with backstory and bravado. That's right, we're building a world, one character at a time. I am your host, Kurt Krenwelge, the Bardic Paladin, and I'll be joining Andrew Leslie's table in the Levitating Platter. Hello everyone, welcome to another episode of Sidekicks and Sidequests. The best unofficial Dungeons and Dragons podcast that exists in my humbly biased opinion. I'm joined by a great, great friend from my childhood days. Probably one of the smartest business moves I ever made as a fourth grader was buying a copy of Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 4 Turtles Out of Time for Super Nintendo from this guy. Uh, so why don't I turn to my guest and ask him to go ahead and introduce himself and tell us what it is that you do. My name is Andrew Leslie. Uh... Kurt, I guess I've known you for quite some time. And actually, before I continue, I will apologize. My dog is over here playing with his toy. Uh, oh, okay. So yeah, he's been a little crazy for a while. I am currently doing HR for a trading company. So uh, that's going on. I have a wife, a daughter. Should be starting kindergarten soon. I know it's the middle of COVID. Mm-hmm. So we'll see how all that goes right now. Uh, but yeah, I'm currently uh, kind of keeping busy with all that. Um, and spectacle. Have you ever played Dungeons and Dragons before? Uh, Kurt, to answer your question, the answer is no. Uh, I mean, I am familiar that well, I know it exists. Um, as a matter of fact, I did just a little bit of research today, uh, just kind of reading about it, just so I didn't come into this completely blind. Mm-hmm. Uh, I also know I found out today that uh, nearly 15 million North Americans enjoy playing Dungeons and Dragons, so uh, that sounds pretty cool. I'm sure maybe the number is higher, I'm not sure. No, it's very popular around the world. Um, but yeah, personally, no, I've never played. Uh, I know very little about it after some basic, basic facts I read today. Okay. Well, hopefully by the end of this experience, you'll have a little bit greater insight. Do you think it's something that you'd be interested in trying if given the opportunity, if you found a group of friends locally that wanted to play a game or two? You know, uh, normally I'm a pretty, I kind of stick to my lane. Uh, however, in 2020, I've decided to try new experiences. <laughs> so I can't, I won't, I won't, I won't say no. So we'll, we'll see what happens. Uh, if it happens, that sounds very fun. Okay. Uh, so, yeah. Well, for our first question here as part of the namesake of our show, do you happen to have a favorite NPC character, whether it's from a video game or a book or a movie, etc.? And why are they like your favorite sidekick, your favorite non-player character? What do you mean by like uh, my sidekick? Sure. So I mean, uh, obviously, Batman's sidekick is Robin. 
Robin's sure. not the main person. Uh, um, it could be, I'm trying to think, like Chewbacca might be considered a sidekick to Han Solo. Or, yeah. Yeah, so maybe those are pretty two good examples, I guess. So, yeah, do you happen to have a favorite sidekick from some show or movie, and why are they your favorite? You know, I don't know. You know, anytime I, uh, anytime I read or uh, watch anything, I always get a kick in characters who kind of go things solo. So that's, that's a very tough question to ask. Uh, it is funny. I actually watched Batman this earlier today with my daughter. Mm-hmm. So, uh, and I think uh, Alfred. I think Alfred. He's very underrated, but he is su- I, he's such a help to Batman through every facet, whether it's personal or he's mm-hmm. dealing with whatever. And uh, I don't know. I think at least going for today, I was like, no, people don't talk. I think Alfred's a great example of a very valuable NPC, a very valuable sidekick, because obviously he's there maintaining Wayne Manor. He's helping to give Bruce all sorts of intel based on, you know, the situation going on. So he's the eyes and ears in the Batcave while Batman's out on the streets fighting crime and stuff like that. So I think Alfred Pennyworth, I believe, would be a great NPC character. That's a phenomenal answer for that question. (laughs) All right. All right. And then as far as side quests are concerned, do you happen to have a favorite one of those? Whether it's from a game, maybe it's a minor plot or a B plot in a movie or a TV show? Yeah, uh, I can't. um, At this time, I can't think of one specific. Uh, I actually got done watching. Have you seen Ip Man? uh, Ip Man? Yeah, Ip Man. You'll have to check it out. It's some good kung fu uh, movie. Uh, it, start, it centers around Ip Man, who uh, who actually ends up training Bruce Lee. So okay. uh, it's a pretty good storyline there. Uh, I will say, as you watch the movie, there's a lot of different plots where he ends up having to kind of venture away from the main plot. Okay. And fighting a bunch of people. <laughs> okay. And you're back in, and you're always like, man, I like how he just still stays centered and focused on the main mission. But he's like, well, right now I have to fight a bunch of people, so I'll get to this later. So <laughs> I think that's that's gonna be my answer. <laughs> okay, that's fine. So just the kind of the little side adventures, the side vignettes from Ip Man, which go to help reinforce his main goal, his main quest, which is to train Bruce Lee and to be the best martial artist that he can be, correct? Exactly. Hello everyone. I just want to take a moment to tell you about my first ever sponsor, plus one EXP. Tony Vicinda is the mastermind behind this trifecta of triumph. He produces tabletop-themed beard balms, beard-themed tabletop RPGs, and helps to support additional tabletop content creators on Patreon. Now, each of his beard balms is flavored after the basic stats from D&D. Do you need some strength for your beard? Why, apply and feel yourself empowered with the scent of pine and cedar with a minty edge. If you're feeling rather charismatic, apply a balm of sweet-smelling amber, clove, and pipe tobacco. Each one of these balms is unique in its makeup. And of course, don't forget, Tony developed a whole RPG that allows you to harness your facial ferocity and hair-raising adventures. You can snag a copy of that game as well as a style stencil, enamel pen, or a map of the Whiskerverse. And finally, aside from all of the awesome interviews and actual plays Tony has on Plus One EXP, Every purchase you make feeds into the Plus One Forward program, which supports small indie content creators to continue making amazing tabletop RPG content. So, 
head on over to plus1exp.com. That's plus one spelled out and exp.com in order to shop for these balms and games and more. And when you go to check out, use my affiliate code Randolph to save some coin on your purchase and to help support sidekicks and sidequests. How else do you think our tavern keeper at the Levitating Platter is going to keep his silver beard so awesome? Once again, the code is Randolph, like how it's spelled on episode two and his write-up in order to save on your order and help support the show. So thank you so much. And now back to the podcast. And then to round out the last of the personal interview questions, what are you passionate about and why? That's a very good question. And I often question myself uh, as far as like, what am I passionate about? I don't know that I can pinpoint one thing. I always like to say family. Uh, I think everything revolves around family to some, you know, some degree. And that's a little basic. I think that's going to be my... That's my answer. Uh, of course, I've got interests in here, there, here, you know, different things. But, uh, but yeah, at the end of the day, uh, anything that uh, helps my daughter succeed, that's usually the answer. She's a sweetheart, so uh, I'd do anything for her. <laughs> cool. I think that's a great answer. I think it's a good. It's good to be passionate about your family because family's everything. So exactly. I agree. Cool. All right, well, with that, now that we've learned a little bit about my guest, let's go ahead and make an NPC. All right, so this has been sprung on you a little bit, so I don't know if you already have an idea in your head of what kind of character you'd like to make. Are you wanting to test the fates, roll some dice, and kind of make something up as we go along? Yeah, sounds good. We'll we'll roll that way. Andrew has his dice pulled up. So the first one we're going to be using is a 20-sided die, a d20. Let's go ahead and roll the d20 and figure out what's going to be the name of our character. Oh, oh, do I just roll it here? Yes, sir. And I rolled a 17. 17. All right. So the name we have is Hopple. H-O-P-P-E-L. So we're working with Hopple. Okay. Let's now figure out what is going to be the ancestry of this character so this one we're going to need to roll a d100 i don't know if you see that sometimes you could roll two d10s and come up with one of those numbers and i've got the d100 perfect let's go ahead and give that a roll and figure out what's going to be the ancestry and i rolled a 12 12 okay a shifter I have sent Andrew here behind the scenes notes on what a shifter is, but essentially they seem to be descendants of humans and lycanthropes. So like werewolves, were tigers, were boars, were rats, any number of were creatures that exist within the Dungeons and Dragons world. So I have to ask what kind of shifter what kind of descendant are you thinking in your head and literally with dungeons and dragons it could be any number of animals i know some of the most common lycanthropes that exist within dungeons and dragons are obviously your classic werewolf you have were tigers were boars were bears uh were rats were bats you know any any kind of animal you can think of that could you see a human transforming what are you thinking i'm gonna go with were elephant were elephant but uh, I love elephants. I think they're wise and they're huge, man. So uh, let's, let's go that way. <laughs> okay, interesting. And I do know that Dungeons and Dragons also has a species, a race that you can play that's called the Luxodon. And they're basically like anthropomorphic elephant creatures. So now the next 
aspect we need to figure out is what is the job or role in society that Hopple, the shifter, has. Let's go ahead and roll one of the ten-sided dice, just a regular ten-sided dice. God, and uh, my number is, I rolled an eight. Eight. Okay, so this answer was provided by previous guest, Daniel Stewart. The job that Hopple the Shifter has is he is a mason. So works with stone. So very cool. And let's see, now we need to figure out the age range of Hopple. What is that going to be? Let's roll an eight-sided dice to determine that. My roll, let's see, I'm sorry, I rolled a uh, one. Child. Okay, so we have a very young shifter, so probably maybe just starting out an apprenticeship with a mason guild or something like that, I'm kind of thinking in my head. And now that we've rolled some dice, hopefully we've got a picture in our head of what this character is starting to look like. So let's go ahead now and describe the physical appearance of Hopple. I would imagine a thick leg. You know, obviously that resembles more elephant. Okay. But in masonry, I imagine there's going to be a little bit more of a green thumbs, hands. Okay. Because that definitely, I think, plays a part. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, mostly elephant style head. <laughs> okay. Um, from, I mean, I think that's got to be very important. Okay. Uh, tall, I, uh, easily eight, eight feet tall. Walks on two legs, but eight feet tall. This is a big child, then, if they're eight feet tall. You're right. Maybe, maybe he's four feet tall. Maybe he hasn't grown into his full eight feet yet. Uh, well, yeah, we'll definitely go with a potential for eight feet. Uh, but yeah, I, uh, that's how I imagine the dark gray look. Yeah. We'll, okay. Yeah. <laughs> All right, cool. So very elephant style bipedal uh, and then mostly elephant sort of looking head maybe some more human type features coming in from there and definitely at least uh, opposable thumbs and digits so that way they can work as a mason so as a child four feet tall maybe or maybe even a little bit taller than that certainly probably a very large child than what most children size definitely the tallest one in their class I imagine as they're apprenticing to start working on masonry or as part of a mason type family what three adjectives do you think best describe Hopple? Quiet. I think quiet, but um, oh, that's a good one. Quiet, likes to read the room, likes to read the situation before speaking out. So uh, I definitely think listener of sorts, hard worker, friendly. I think it's not like a noble sort of person. Now we have to figure out what's a valuable item, a piece of lore, maybe a secret, or even some ideal or concept that the character ascribes to. So let's go ahead and roll one of the four-sided dice to figure out which of those categories it's going to be. I rolled a two. Okay, so this is lore. So this is information or knowledge about the world that this child shifter possesses. So let's go ahead and roll one of the six-sided dice to figure out which of those it's going to be. I rolled a one. One. Okay, interesting. Since you were talking about nobility and the adjectives or being honorable, this piece of lore is that uh, Hopple knows the genealogy of the nearby regent. So whether it's someone who is like a duke 
or a lord or something like that. They happen to know the genealogy, so they could probably go back and refer to uh, like, oh, yeah, so and so was, you know, this person's grandfather who then married this person. So a really well educated child, it seems, who's just a mason <laughs> otherwise, very yeah. knowledgeable about the local region. So that's cool. And now we get to figure out what is going to be a particular side quest Hopple character is going to offer up for them to do. We're going to now roll a 12-sided dice to figure out what that is. And I rolled a 10. 10. Okay. I'm going to go ahead and ask you to re-roll just because I don't think that this one is going to be feasible. Sure. And I rolled a 9. 9? Okay. Also from Daniel Stewart. Yeah, I think this one will work a lot better and it's more, seems more in line with the kid. But this one is Catch a Fox. So apparently Hopple wants a fox. Why do we think Hopple would need a fox? Well, because he is a child. Uh, you know, sometimes they have the rational ideas. <laughs> like, so it's just like, hey, uh, you know, I think a fox is definitely what I need from you to go get the box. So I think that makes perfect sense. Okay, cool. So Yeah, like I I want a fox. Go get me a fox. Like uh okay, <laughs> sure. Alright. So what's gonna be the reward? The players come back victorious, they've caught a fox, they present it to Hopple. What's Hopple gonna give them as a reward? That's a good question. Uh it, uh I guess it could uh Hopple they definitely want to share knowledge, I think, that could help them on their quest. Maybe they're missing some sort of piece of information. Okay. Uh, uh, I know Fox sounds a little silly, but, you know, hey, I've got the info for you. Right, because they know about the region nearby, and they're not going to tell you anything. Um, I want a fox. Like, no, tell us, kid. I'm not going to tell you until you get me a fox. Like, all right, I guess we got to go get him a fox. Exactly. Okay, uh, and now we have to address the flip side. What's going to be the consequence of failure or outright refusing to help Hopple? So the characters refuse to take the quest, or they try to catch a fox, but maybe the you know something happens to the fox, it gets away, or it gets killed, or something. What's going to be the consequence of either of those outcomes? They fail the mission, they or they just refuse it altogether. Mm -hmm. um, I guess I would say that. Obviously, they wouldn't get whatever piece of information they're looking for. So I don't know whether that sets them back a bit. I can't imagine sort of violent situation. <laughs> right. So I, but they would they have to be set back a, a, a ways because at the end of the day, Apple has got to be a pretty noble sort of character. Right. Uh, comes for free. So. <laughs> sure. And and certainly any dungeon master. Uh, would be able to hopefully find a way to give player characters another opportunity to learn uh, about that knowledge if it's critical for their mission. But I think by having the opportunity to have them go catch a fox and bring it to Hopple, Hopple then is more than willing to tell them everything they need to know about this particular region. But because they either fail to bring him the fox or they just refuse, that's just one avenue that they could have had a shortcut that they've lost now i guess maybe hopple is just you know really sad and bummed out maybe he doesn't want to talk to them the next time they try and interact with them maybe they gotta do something really good and positive to try and you know earn trust back with hopple since they refused him the first time like oh hopple we should have listened to you you know all this stuff about the local region and we were really thick-headed and we didn't want to listen to you because we thought we knew better than you so yeah that's not perfect <laughs> okay perfect 
All right, so we've learned quite a bit about Hopple, the young mason, with the knowledge of the local regions. So let's go ahead and head into a random encounter. Okay, so now this is going to be the part of the show where you get to take on Hopple. Your take of Hopple. And I'm going to be another character uh, coming into the scene. I think this is an excellent situation for Duncan, my good boy adventurer, to step into the scene, perhaps meet this young Mason and uh, get some information on the local region. How does that sound to you? Sounds good. Just want to take a moment to recognize another sponsor of the show, Reaper Miniatures. They have been Texas Titans of the tabletop industry since 1994. They're right here in my backyard, and they have an amazing warehouse and game store. They make everything from paints to gaming accessories, stream on Twitch with tutorials and interviews, and host the ReaperCon. This year, back in person from September 2nd to 5th, 2021 in Denton, Texas. Whatever system you're running, whatever game you're playing, Reaper has a miniature that has you covered. Want to include Randolph in your game? Then might I suggest looking at their catalog for SKU number 77661. Perhaps you need a Lord Grubbub. Check out SKU 02646. Are you in the market for your very own Skink Knows the Lich? Look no further than SKU number 77280. You know, every time you shop with them and you spend at least $40 on your purchase, they will give you a cool new mini for free. And this miniature of the month is always something new. And if you're wondering how you can enjoy the benefits from my sponsor, if you visit my website, you can find a link for our sponsorship and use my referral code link when you shop to help support Sidekicks and SideQuests and get you some savings. By clicking that link on my website, it helps to track the traffic that our show directs towards Reaper Miniatures. The more traffic, the more that our Texas powers will be able to combine. So again, go check the link out on my website in order to use my special referral code and be sure to follow Reaper Miniatures on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Twitch, and YouTube. And be sure to sign up for ReaperCon 2021 and tell them that Sidekicks and SideQuests sent you. So thank you very much to this sponsor and back to the podcast. After Duncan's last adventure with Deegan Hart, the wandering monk, after having fed him and uh, happily sent him on his way, Duncan is coming in to a nearby barony. And as he's making his way through the town, he hears that there are some rumors surrounding the barony. And there are some notices on the local board for adventurers calling on knowledge of the baron. And so as Duncan is standing there uh, looking at the board, uh, he kind of turns his head and sees this young shifter, this young elephant looking shifter also staring at the board and looking at this notice and duncan will kind of motion to it and say oh hello there young one uh do you do you know what's going on with the baron oh is this where i step in <laughs> <I'm sorry. laughs> uh um yes i i have some knowledge here or at least i have an idea on uh what's going on here uh, but, uh, you know, I like to keep things a little closer to the Oh, well, you seem like a rather intelligent young one. But judging on the tool belt that you have on your person, are you employed in the trade of masonry? 
Oh, it looks like I've given away just a little bit more than I expected, but yes, that's exactly what I'm doing. <laughs> ah, okay. So you said that you had knowledge about the Baron and what was going on. I may know a little thing or may not. I'm not quite sure. Hmm. But so, uh, <laughs> I'm, uh, willing, I am willing to give out information if, I, uh, if it seems helpful to you and also helpful to me. Really? Well, hmm. I've been known to take on any number of tasks and challenges. You know, no mission, no quest too big or too small. So for you, young one, I'm sorry, I'm so rude. My name is Duncan. I'm a, an adventurer for hire. And um, you might be... Hopple. Hopple. Nice to meet you. Duncan will extend his hand and shake the young shifter's hand. Well, you happen to have knowledge, and Duncan will roll an insight check, and he figures out that there's something that uh, Hopple's not fully telling him, so he'll try and work into the conversation. Hopple, I think there's more than you're... Certainly than you're willing to tell me about the Baron, and it could be very pertinent to me going to visit the Baron myself and help him out, so... It sounds like maybe you're wanting something. Am I correct, young man? Uh, yes, you would be onto something. Yes, I am. Uh, I am looking for a certain uh, stone to to craft. I, uh, but in order to get the stone, I must I must uh, find a box. I am looking for a certain box, for a certain stone. I'm hoping that maybe you can assist. So if I help you find this fox, you will find the stone that you need for your next job? Well, the fox knows where the stone is, so it's important that I find the fox. Duncan will slowly nod his head, seeing, you know, the inner logic and reasoning of the child and be like, well, I'm not one to judge, so he'll go, okay, <laughs> sure. I, I think there are abundant woods nearby. It should be no problem for me to go in there and catch you a fox, young man. Perfect. That sounds like a plan, and your reward will be more knowledge. <laughs> yeah. Very good, young man. I'm off! And Duncan will charge right into the forest to go find a fox. And scene. <laughs> well, that was pretty good. I was, uh, I was expecting more kid-like, but, you know, the intelligent young man that he was, I was kind of impressed with like, oh, I do happen to know more about the regent, and wouldn't you like to know? <laughs> yeah, uh, uh, I didn't know. <laughs> actually forgot that little tidbit there. But yes, yeah, so we'll, we'll just rock that. <laughs> yeah, cool. Well, as we're starting to get here into our final thoughts about the show, what did you think of your experience of being on the podcast? Uh, actually, a lot of fun. <laughs> this is something totally new to me. Yeah. So, but uh, again, I am uh, I'm enjoying new experiences as we get older, and this was actually kind of fun. Yeah, I, I had fun. Good. Well, yeah. At the core of this, you know, this is basic Dungeons and Dragons. You're making up characters. You're having fun. You're you know trying to tackle all sorts of monsters and puzzles and problems and intrigue and dialogue and all this stuff. It's like we're kids again. We're playing with our imagination. We're having fun. We're collaborating and telling stories together. So I you know advocate for this hobby. And uh, you know certainly if Dungeons and Dragons isn't your game, there's plenty of other tabletop role playing games. Whether it's the Wild West or it's Aliens, it's Cyberpunk or whatever else. There's some tabletop role playing game out there for you to try out. 
Vampires. Think, Vampires is one too that's really popular. Nailed it on the head, and that it, it it forces me to have to be creative, and it's like uh, those are uh, creative juices that don't flow so often anymore. So it's I think that's I think it's really good, and I forget like uh, really anything that kind of stuff. Awesome. Yeah, well, that's that's great. Uh, I'm glad that you had a positive experience. You know, someone who had never played Dungeons and Dragons before. Now you got your first free sample. So now if you want another <laughs> sample, you'll need to go find a group of friends virtually, maybe now at this time, uh, and maybe try it out. Be like, hey, guys, let's play some D&D and see how it goes. Or, you know, find another game that interests your friends and go give it a try. For sure. And I'll definitely have to go look into it. And, uh, experience is a positive one. Awesome. Yeah. All right. Well, before I go, I like to try and turn the mic over, the soapbox over, and just say, if there's anything that you want to plug right now, where can people find you on social media? If you're up for uh, being, you know, communicated through that manner, you know, what you got, let us know. The floor is yours. Uh, you know, I don't, I, I don't have too much to say. I just hope everybody stays safe uh, during all this, and and yeah, stay safe and stay healthy. And uh, yeah, that that would be my message. Awesome. Again, Andrew, one of my oldest friends, thank you so much for taking the risk, the opportunity, the plunge to be on my weird little podcast. You listeners, thanks for tuning in to another week's episode. We'll catch you next time. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to this episode of Sidekicks and Side Quests. Be sure to subscribe to the podcast through Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, and Overcast. Or feel free to save the RSS feed to use the app of your choice. Visit our website, sidekicksandsidequests.com, for links, write-ups of the NPCs, and to learn more about the show and the guests who have been on it. To stay up to date and interact via social media, you can follow the podcast on Facebook, Twitter, and Reddit by searching for SideKQ Podcast. I would love to talk D&D and showcase your fan art stories of how you used our NPCs, discussions, and commentary. If you would like to hail the bod, send an email to sidekicksandsidequests at gmail.com. To help this show be the resource it's meant to be, I ask that you please leave a review on iTunes to help spread the word and share our show with your friends and family. Whether you're a veteran player or an aspiring dungeon master, there's something here for everyone, and I want to hear about it. Sidekicks and Sidequests is unofficial fan content permitted under the fan content policy, meaning I'm not approved or endorsed by Wizards. Portions of the materials used are property of Wizards of the Coast, copyright Wizards of the Coast, LLC. Thank you for your support, and I'll see you at the pub next time. Bar to rock on one, two, one, two, three, four! Sidekicks, psycho